It's 11 minutes after 8 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations uh, discussion for this week. And uh, we uh, have this discussion every week where we take a look at uh, the latest uh, developments in the ecosystem. We profile people who we uh, think are making uh, moves that uh, we certainly would like to bring to a much wider audience uh, as uh, we uh, all continue to try and build and strengthen uh, the technology ecosystem in South Africa. And tonight is certainly no different. Uh, This evening, we hone in on the world of data, uh, the labeling of data, the annotation of patterns and data, um, and uh, many of the other, I guess, uh, activities of ordering, estimating, and tracking, and uh, trying to, uh, I guess, predict patterns from data. Uh, Well, uh, we're going to be speaking to an entrepreneur in this space, uh, Tumelo Setlaba. Uh, is the head of operations and co-founder at Enlabler and uh, providing uh, data labeling solutions to clients of all kinds across a wide array of sectors. And uh, Tumelo joins us uh, now on the line. Good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm well, thank you, and uh, thank you very much for coming through on the show. Let's maybe start off here, uh, uh, Tumelo. Just, uh, you know, when we talk about data labeling, uh, you know, for, for some of us it might seem like... I guess, well, why would you want to label data? And largely because, I guess, uh, you know, sometimes we can't fathom uh, the complexity of the data sets that people want to analyze and make sense of. So let's start there. What is this labeling, annotation, uh, you know, uh, yield estimation, error recognition, and all manner of other, uh, I guess, phrases that uh, certainly complicate things for us? Sure. The thing is, Ayabonga, we are all surrounded by data. It doesn't matter which sphere of life you come from. We're all surrounded by data because data is basically just a representation of, at least in the artificial intelligence um, uh, um, uh, industry, it's looking at things that are in the form of image, in the form of text, and in the form of audio. So if you can think of anything that falls within that sort of category, then it can be part of data. And so um, we have sort of different forms of data labeling. So if you're working with images, then you're talking about image annotation, which I'm happy to give an example about in a second. If you are talking about text, then it's anything really that you can read on the internet, on social media, on websites, mm-hmm. etc. And uh, yeah, if you're talking about audio, of course, it's anything that you can hear, right? And uh, you can just think about if we're in the technology space, then, you know, Siri is the first thing that comes to mind if you're talking sure, about sure. language and speaking. So data is everywhere. Now, in order for any of this to make sense to a computer or a bot or an algorithm, is what we typically call it, it Mm. needs to be data that is is understandable to an algorithm. The function of an algorithm is to automate and to sort of structure and to process and to make sense of this data and to get an action out of it. So maybe I can give you a few examples, right? Please, um, please, yeah. For example, in, in, in image annotation, I love the fact that you mentioned that this is something that's relevant to all industries because mm. it is. We have some clients who are in the health industry. We have some clients in the agricultural industry. For example, we had a farmer who wanted to be able to predict um, and to sort of proactively see the, ba- the behavior of his pigs. Right? He had a big die, and he thought, you know, yes, I do have CCTV, for example, that show me how my pigs are doing, right? Mm. But that is always retrospectively done. I always wake up in the morning, one back, oh my gosh, you know, my, my pig hasn't eaten overnight or she gave birth or whatever the case may be. Now, a CCTV can do that, but not necessarily tell you when it is happening, but an algorithm mm. can tell you that. 
And so now what you need to do is you say, okay, I need an algorithm that can tell me certain behaviors. So the first place you start is to say, what are those behaviors that I want? Well, let's use the pig example again. I need to know if a pig is sleeping, you know, and if it's sleeping for a long time, then we can, algorithms, you can start assuming that there's abnormal activity happening. There. Sure, sure. And so sure. then what needs to happen is that the algorithm needs to know what abnormal activity looks like. And so data labeling comes in. So our agricultural farmer, our pig farmer, then sends us hours and hours and hours and hours of video footage, for example. Mm. We know that video footage is um, basically just lots of images, right, all put together. So then what happens is we split those into images and we hand them to our labelers and we say, labeler, the activity that you're looking for is sleeping. And our labeler will go through image one, pig one, and find a pig that is sleeping and annotate that pig. Annotate basically means outlining the pig so that when this data, when those images are then fed into the algorithm, it knows that whatever has been outlined equals a pig that is sleeping. Mm. That's, a, that's so, a very simplified, so, simplified version of that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Tumelo, I mean, just, just to make sure, just, just to make sure about Sisonge, uh, uh, with yeah. what you're saying. So what you're suggesting to me is that you guys play the critical role and function of trying to at least render and make legible some of the data uh, and uh, some of the patterns that I guess would happen with uh, whatever sort of your clients are already collecting on their end so that you can feed that into some machine learning or AI process. Absolutely. And you know, when you say critical Ayabonga, it's actually 80% of any machine learning process. And so it doesn't matter what system you're trying to build, 80% of that process is involved in data labeling. So that mm. sort of gives you an idea of how big the scope of data labeling is. Now, one thing that's really amazing about it is that because there's so many different forms of data and because there are so many different algorithms that we're trying to build, there are different skill sets that are required. And another example, that's what really, really excited me about this industry because it mm. meant that we are now in a space, in a world, in a time, in this fourth industrial revolution, where what you have, your story, what you have to give is important to building our future. And it's important to building that future where we all are right now, which is in the digital sphere. And mm. so, for example, um, you know, especially in our African context, what we're realizing is that a lot of our contexts are maybe underrepresented. For example, that's in the natural language processing space. So that, remember, I mentioned audio. Now we're talking about translation. How cool would it be if all of a sudden Siri could also understand if Tosa, if Zulu, Tivenda, mm. like all of those languages that are ours. There are 2,000 dialects in Africa, right? And I can tell you most of them are not quite understandable on the internet. So all of a sudden, there's this like huge responsibility from our country, from our continent, to start creating data sets that speak about us and speak to mm. us and speak for us. Because and I guess, world, uh, you know, for the labelers and many of those who would, I guess for, for the labelers and many of those who would be doing the translations, I mean, that, that then becomes sort of a massive employer across the length and breadth of the continent. 100%. So when I first joined in Labeler, like when they were talking about job creation, I have family members, myself, my own blood, who are looking for jobs and are thinking, gosh, you know, like the skills that I have or what I feel like I don't have, how is it going to get me a job in the future? How am mm. I going to find, find myself relevant in the future? 
And all of a sudden, as I said, you know, our own immediate contact matters. The fact that I grew up in KwaZulu-Natal as well. So mm. I can contribute. You know, I can contribute as a translator who then is able to, you know, create. Let me give you another example. Um, for example, wait, wait, let, let's do this. Let's let, let's do this. Let, let, let's do this. Let's take a quick spot break. Uh, and when we come sure. back, you'll give us uh, that example. And uh, we also want to talk, I guess, about how you. Well, let me say how you do the work for the client. Do they just send you, you know, a data set and uh, say, look, you know, go ahead and uh, make yourself happy? Or is there, I guess, uh, a certain kind of approach that you work on here? And we'll also talk about, uh, I guess, uh, the journey of uh, and Labeler as a startup and uh, some of the uh, challenges and opportunities that you continue to see in the space. We'll continue after this. It's 23 minutes now after 8 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations here on Metro FM Talking this evening. Uh, we uh, shine a spotlight on the world of data labeling and uh, we're in conversation with Tumelo Sabatla, the co-founder of Enlabeler. And uh, before we went to the break, uh, Tumelo, you, you were going to give us another example. And I guess, uh, you know, the first one was uh, sort of quite fascinating uh, in terms of, I guess, the preciseness of, uh, you know, the, the ability to not just annotate the data, but put it into a process uh, that can certainly uh, um have uh, a real-time solution for many business problems that uh, entrepreneurs face. Give us that second example uh, before we maybe get into, I guess, uh, uh, some of the operations of Enlabeler and uh, some of the things that you guys are coming across. Uh, sure, Ayabonga. So I suppose basically the point was because there are so many different forms of data labeling, one can find themselves you know, being able to do either all or specializing in one. And, um, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, data labeling is something that's necessarily emphasized in high school or even it depends what you even study in varsity if you, if, you, if you end up going to varsity in the first place. But what's cool and maybe I can take us into operations is that you can discover if you are a good data labeler today. It doesn't matter what your background is necessarily, although in some instances it can be beneficial. So if I may take us to how enabler would actually work in real life, is we have um, clients from all over the world from different industries who have mm. different data labeling needs or needs to structure their data. And, of course, that's, on, that's depending on the data type. And they approach us and they say, hey, Enlabeler, please can you do this for us? We have our own tools and our own systems that allow anybody to register and to um, test on um, various platforms to then show which, which strength they have within the data labeling space. We ensure that, um, you know, we keep our labelers trained and developed at all times so that when we are approached with a project, you know, of any form, we are ready to rumble, really. Um, and so our core focus is building a database of labelers who are domain experts. Of course, that comes with, it's a give and take, right, based on interest, mm. based on, um, you know, ability to wanting to keep improving in the space. Because at the end of the day, you know, dirty data <laughs> is no better than no data. So we need mm. to ensure that whatever we turn out, whatever data that we create with our labelers are of the highest quality and are done in a quick turnaround time to maintain relevance. And of course, to keep up with the speed of business. You know, there's, most businesses don't close anymore they're almost on 24 7 and so we want to keep up with that and so we build a very strong sort of trust with our labelers to ensure that we can deliver on that with our clients mm -hmm. 
talk to us then, I guess, you know, about uh, uh, the process of setting this up. I mean, you guys play a certain function in what many people would call sort of the broader AI machine learning value chain. Um, you know, uh, one just setting up an operation like this, uh, uh, you know, w- what went into that? Well, um, this company in Labour was actually originally founded by um, Kun Bonenkamp and uh, uh, Peter Boon, um, who live in Cape Town. And um, they came up with us the idea because they had actually established their own sort of um, uh, AI consulting company called Cape AI. They then realized through this industry of artificial intelligence that there's this massive need for data labeling. And because data labeling um, is considered what is, quote, unquote, an entry-level job, they saw this as a wonderful opportunity to then um, sort of to, to address the unemployment in South Africa because then it was less exclusive than most sort of technical, if you will, jobs. Sure, Or sure, digital sure. jobs. And so from that, that's how Enlabeler was actually born. But in the startup world, there is a difference between someone who is a founder, or at least in our context, and who is a co-founder. It's one thing to have an idea, but if it just remains an idea, <laughs> then you don't have much to go with it. Yeah, and then so we might as well call I... you the ideator, yeah, or something like that. Exactly. Mm. And so that's how the dream team came together. That's myself as um, co-founder and head of operations and training, and then as well as Esther Huchstadt, um, who is CEO of the company, and Gulelan mm. Mbali, who is our head of op- um, technical operations, and then uh, Merva Ru, who is our um, CTO. And that is essentially the core sort of co-founding leadership unit that is then building the start is um, building the startup and uh, yeah, trying to get it to your great house along with our with our labelers. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier on today, just before I let you go, earlier on today, uh, the uh, Auditor General was speaking about the challenge of, you know, uh, creating some form of uh, um, I guess uh, intereligibility or some form of uh, I guess integration of databases within government because uh, what what you have when you have a crisis like COVID nineteen and you need to earmark certain people for support is always that database challenge who should receive the support versus who shouldn't um, you know what, what um, I guess uh, value would uh, the kind of approach you guys have as an enabler have for all of these different data sets that are sitting in different parts of the state that ideally could be used in different instances in an integrated way to resolve problems, not just of who should get support, but uh, I guess in some instances where some of this support should be targeted. Sure. Now, one thing that I'm sure a lot of people have on their minds when they when we start speaking of data is privacy and security and intellectual property. Now, one thing that if you're talking about the state that's, even more paramount, and I don't think there are any varying degrees of importance um, or, 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 you know, significance when it comes to privacy and security for data labeling. And so the solutions are there for both the public and private sector to sort of automate things and to, and to help things sort of um, resolve issues that we face in real time. However, for an organization like Enlabeler, it is, of course, gaining access to, the, to that data right, in order to then assist and to build these solutions together. So, yes, that opportunity is there, but it's definitely a collaborative uh, sort of approach that can mm. only, you know, help us reach or, or to maximize this opportunity. 
And so we are in talks with, um, you know, some uh, um, public organizations. Um, we are in talks with some, you know, provinces as well. Obviously, there are different mm. levels of governance. But sure. yes, we are so eager to be in touch um, with decision makers within government to sort of discuss how together we can ensure responsibly that we are coming up with solutions that take us forward and keep us up with the rest of the world while ensuring the safety and security of our South African people and our data, of course. Awesome stuff. Uh, Tumelo, thank you very much for taking time out uh, to speak to us this evening. We wish you all of the best and uh, we're certainly going to be following some of the strides you guys are making. Uh, Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me and good night to your listeners.